It is the most sought-after thing in the entire world. From every man, woman, and child, from every tribe, tongue, and nation, everyone on the entire planet is seeking it. Scientists have spent decades trying to discover it, and in fact, it's one of the most Googled topics on the internet. All of us, right now, right here, are seeking it. And what is it that we are all looking for? It is happiness. Happiness is what we all seek. But the curious thing for us is that even though we all desire it, we don't know how to find it, or let alone know what it is. And so today, I just want to share with you St. Thomas Aquinas' teaching on happiness. And for me, when I first learned this, it revolutionized my life. He begins with a point that we can kind of all agree with, that all of us act for a particular goal in mind. Another word he uses is the end, as a philosophical word to show that we all act for a particular reason. And part of that is because all of us have free will. And free will is a power that is guided by an intention to fulfill a particular purpose. So for example, you know, why did you come to church today? Because you want to fulfill your Sunday obligation and to encounter God. Or for those of you who are in school, why do you go to university? Because I want to get a job eventually. Why do you eat? It's because I'm hungry. So this is not controversial. We all act for a particular purpose. But what St. Thomas Aquinas says is that all of these are kind of mini goals, but they're all trending towards one final goal, the ultimate end, the highest good. And so if you go through that questioning again, you'll realize that the same goal is present in each of these yearnings and journeys. You know, why do you go to church? Because I want to be close to God. Why do you want to be close to God? Because I think it will make me happy. Why do you want to go to university? Because I want to get a job. Why do you want to get a job? Because I want to feed my family. Why do you want to feed your families? Because I want them to be happy and I want to be happy too. And so you can see then, happiness is the final goal that all of us seek in our individual actions, whether it's immediate or much further along. And so consciously or not, we're all seeking it. But the thing that we still need to answer is, what is happiness? What, what do I seek? I know I generally seek happiness, but what is it that I'm aiming for? And so many people in our modern world, and even back in that medieval time with St. Thomas Aquinas, believe that happiness was power, pleasure, honor, wealth. In our modern day, we kind of equate happiness with just a feeling. But we need to ask ourselves, are these things truly the ultimate fulfillment of our lives? And so St. Thomas Aquinas will argue that, well, wealth can't be our final end. Because as we all know, money is used for something. We never really desire money in and of itself. Money is always a means to be able to getting a particular thing or good, to buying something else. And so if money is used for something else, that means that it's not a final end. It's a, a means to an end. Or he'll talk about pleasure as well too. And he talks about how pleasure in some ways is the result of an achievement of a good. And so if we're, maybe you're running a marathon and you're feeling intense pleasure afterwards, 
right? It's because of the good that you acquired in order to feel, to feel that pleasure. And so in some ways, the good is more, is better in some ways than the pleasure. It's the cause of it in some ways. But St. Thomas Aquinas would also add to that, even though pleasure is a good of the body, because we're both body, but we're also soul as well too. And so pleasure in and of itself is not able to fulfill the human heart. Many of us have had the experience of having much pleasure, but not being really happy. For example, if you ate a lot of cake, right, you're like, oh, that felt good, but I'm not very happy at the same time. Maybe too much cake. And then finally, I would just end too with honor. Right? We love, sometimes we, we think happiness is about people honoring us. But St. Thomas Aquinas would say that, you see, the problem with honor is that it doesn't reside in the person, it resides in the other person. That the honor is something I have to receive from another person. And in some ways, I'm dependent on the other person. And therefore, it, it can't be that final good. And at the same time, too, honor is something, is the way in which we recognize the excellence that's already within a person. And so really, it's the excellence that's much better. And so St. Thomas Aquinas is arguing that these things that our modern world seeks aren't really the paths to happiness, to fulfillment. But maybe it's too theoretical. You're like, ah, I don't really, I'm not sure if I really believe you, Father. But if you don't believe me, listen to those who have got it all. There's a man, his name is Patrick Lencioni, and he's actually a Catholic. And this was a man who had it all. He graduated from a prestigious university, and after graduating, he prayed, God, you know, give me, uh, give me a, a job out of university. And then he got this great job. It's one of the most prestigious jobs in America for a graduate. In fact, it was the number one job. Then the next thing he prayed for, okay, God, well, I have this now, but, you know, I pray for a, a beautiful family and a beautiful wife. And then he got that too. He had a beautiful wife and four children. And then he prayed, God, help me to be successful. And he went to be a founder of what's known as Table Group. He wrote 11 books, have distributed to 5 million people, translated into 30 different languages. The Wall Street Journal calls him one of the most in-demand speakers in America. And in this pivotal moment of his life, he's speaking at Radio City Music Hall in New York, this stage where presidents and celebrities and athletes have spoken. And there he is speaking. And after he's spoken, he's rated as the best speaker. And so he hears this giant applause. And then he walks off the stage. He walks right out of the building, across the street, into St. Patrick's Church. He gets onto his knees, and he just breaks down. In that moment, he realized that he had it all. Power, pleasure, honor, wealth. But he realized that he wasn't fully happy. See, there's two things I want to draw out from the story. The first is that it points to this deep yearning and desire in the human heart. That, as St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee, O God. And so the story, in a way, speaks of our infinite desire. And at the same time, when we take this infinite desire to finite goods, 
they will never be fulfilled. In fact, we will be more frustrated. And so that's why St. Thomas Aquinas says that our true happiness, the final end that we seek, is the vision of God. Seeing God face to face because He is the perfect, infinite, uncreated good that we all seek. In some ways, it's like God created imperfection into creation so that in trying to seek happiness in them and not finding fulfillment, we will finally look for Him because they are not our final end. But I think this is the second point I also want to draw from the story is that sometimes our life can be misdirected. You see, this is very practical for our life. Our life is kind of like an arrow, and happiness is the target. But the question is, what target are you aiming at? You see, if we're aiming at God, then all of our life should be directed towards Him, right? Just as, as an archer, when you've got to shoot an arrow, your arm can't be over here and the bow can't be up there, right? You're directing everything towards the target. And so the same way too, our life, if God is our final end, everything in it has to be directed towards it. And so what can happen though is that even though we can say, like Patrick is a, a good Catholic, and what can happen though, and I, I discovered this in my own life too when I learned about this, is that I like believed that God was my target, but my life was aimed at something else. It was aimed at those things of the world. And so I realized in that moment that I had to reorient my life towards Him. Maybe my whole life wasn't completely off, but there were parts of my life that were aimed elsewhere. And so the question that we need to ask ourselves is this. The first, there's two questions. The first is, what and who is your target? Maybe you don't truly believe that God is your ultimate fulfillment. And it's okay to be honest with ourselves with that because then that's a, a, an opportunity for conversion where God can work in our life because we truly believe that God is our ultimate fulfillment. And the second question is that if our target is God, then are we aiming at Him? Is everything in our life directed towards Him? And that's why we have the Beatitudes today. The Beatitudes are the dispositions of the heart that help aim our life at God. Because like, I don't know how to aim my life at God. What does that even mean? Well, are you poor in spirit? Are you detached from the things of this world? Do we mourn for our sins, for the injustices of the world? Are we meek and humble? Are we thirsting for righteousness? Are we merciful, forgiving of other people, peacemakers? Do we bear witness to Jesus Christ, even at the cost of persecution? See, these are the ways in which we can aim our life at God. But at the same time, too, it doesn't mean that we just have to pray every day, like that's how we aim our life at God. What it means is that you continue doing what you're doing, but you do it with a different intention. You're doing it with a different goal in mind. So now when you go back to work or school, you're not doing it just for yourself. We're doing it for the glory of God. That, Lord, this is the path you have set out for me so that I can see you face to face. Or if you're raising your family, you're not just raising them for their own material and physical good, although that is very good, but you're hoping and directing them as well that they too might seek the face of God. 
And so it's kind of like, I, I, the example I always use is, if we put God at the center of our life, like the sun in the solar system, then all the planets will generally be in harmony. But if God is not at the center, the goal that we're seeking, then our life is in disorder. You see, by putting God first in our life, what happens is actually we enjoy our family, our friends, the things of this world even better because we put them in their proper place. We don't take our infinite desire to the finite things. We take our infinite desire to the infinite God. And these things of the world are leading us to Him. So my brothers and sisters, what is your target in life? Is it God or the things of the world? And are you aiming at Him, directing your life to Him through the Beatitudes? If we have God as our target and aim our life in Him, then we begin to experience a foretaste of the happiness now, which we will experience its fulfillment in heaven, this peace and joy, as Jesus reminds us. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven.